Hey everyone, thanks again for joining Sweat Success Podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about navigating potential lawsuits, preparing yourself and making sure you've got everything in place the right way with your legal documents and you're covered. Now, before I get into it a little bit, one of the things that really surprises me is I meet with gym owners and they often have this idea that they've got it all figured out. And part of this is because of the excitement. You know, you've got your location, you've got the lease signed, your build out has already happened. You finally get your equipment in. You've waited 12 to 16 weeks to get this equipment in. You've gone through your pre-sale and you've got a lot of members that are already signed up. Or if you're a personal training studio, you've got a lot of clients that are on board and ready to get started. And you've got this momentum and it feels really good. And then I find out that they don't have proper agreements in place. They haven't covered themselves legally. And you know they've, they've got the money stuff figured out. They know that the agreement term and the amount of money that someone's going to pay and how long that's going to go and the clients paid for that or the members paid for that. And they know what kind of revenue they're going to bring in. That's great for the business when it comes to revenue. But when it comes to you know, really securing your spot and making sure that you're taken care of, you got to protect yourself. And that's not just on the member's side where you're making sure that your members and your clients are signing the right agreements legally, but also on your staff. Okay. You as a business need to be, make sure you're taken care of and that nothing happens to you. I've been sued a few times and luckily I had the right agreements in place. More importantly, I wasn't sued for the right reasons. And We'll talk about those in a second, but I, I want to give you a couple stories here because I've been, I've done this a little while. I've seen guys in the gym, they go in, they've got the dumbbell, they put it on one of the racks that has the lip on it where the dumbbell goes and the dumbbells so heavy that when they go up and they're tired and they're exhausted from lifting that dumbbell, they go and replace it. And they've, you know, I've seen one guy cut off a couple fingers because it was such a heavy dumbbell, the dumbbell head that lip and it, it just snapped his fingers off. So I've seen that happen. I've seen a trainer coach a client and had, I don't know why they were doing this, had the client jumping back and forth over a bar with a weight on its back, on the client's back. Client trips over the bar and snaps his tibia. Then I've seen, uh, I've been not only witness, but assisted in the resuscitation of someone who had a heart attack while training with a trainer and there, the defib machine, the batteries were no good. Okay. Now imagine owning a gym and the AED that you have on your wall that's supposed to get checked every so often, the batteries are no good. Okay. Now imagine not having the right legal agreements in place on your membership agreement or on the the training agreements because you're the you're the trainer training that client. So I've been through those situations and the worst one of all was now this was before I owned gyms, walking into a gym early in the morning, 5 30, 6 a.m. That's when I used to get my workouts in. Still for the most part, try and get it in at that time. Going around the the track of the gym, and I see a guy laying on his back doing sit-ups or it appeared that he was doing sit-ups on a decline bench. I've made a few rounds around the track and then I see the guy's not moving. I check with our front desk uh, staff to check in and see when that guy was there when he came in. 
later to find out he'd been there a while. He also had been on that decline bench for a while. Go over, check on him. And it was really, really unfortunate because the guy lost his life that day exercising early in the morning. And no surprise, you know, heart fatalities, heart attacks, those types of things happen early in the morning for a lot of people. Whether you're fit or unfit, it doesn't matter. It's because of just the motion of, of standing up out of your bed early in the morning and getting that blood to pump vertically. Now, I say this because it really boils down to, one, making sure you're covered, and two, making sure that you have people on your team to be able to assess situations and know when something is going south so they can take care of it. So not only does your staff need to be trained, your staff needs to also have the right agreements in place when you employ them, whether they're 1099 contractors or whether they're W-2 employees. You need to make sure that they have the right agreements in place to protect them, to protect the business, and to protect the clients and members that are coming through and frequenting your gym. So I, I say all that because one, these things have happened to me. One of the things that happened to me was uh, I got sued. I can't remember how many millions it was. Never went through, but it, the battle itself w- was costly. Uh, and luckily, I had good insurance, and luckily, I had good attorneys. But uh, a woman had said that she tripped over a piece of equipment, and the video footage showed otherwise. And it took a long time, almost two and a half years, to go through this. And there was nothing that ever happened, but she sued for it. Then I had another gentleman sue me for, uh, he said that I was in the parking lot and you know there's an altercation in the parking lot. So it happened to be the day that he said that I had an altercation, well, I'd never met the guy in my life other than the fact that he was on a piece of paper because I didn't sign him up at the gym. I was not there. And I was on my honeymoon with my wife in a completely different country. So had I not had things in place to cover myself, cover my staff, my uh, cover my members, and make sure that the business was safe, I would have probably paid out quite a bit of money. So those were totally erroneous, right? Those those lawsuits. But there are other lawsuits that are rightful in in the way that they they get handled. For example, a trainer training a client the wrong way, and uh, you know, not being conscious of the way that they're coaching their clients and trainers, you need to be certified. I think a great example of this is when it comes to nutrition. I talked about this in one of my other uh, podcast episodes and soy and whey protein and how you advise clients on nutrition. Well, nutrition itself is not something that's relegated for trainers or coaches unless you are a registered dietitian or you are a nutritionist licensed in that state. Now, every state's a little different and you need to know the laws in those states. But if you're a trainer and your your field of practice and knowledge and expertise is in coaching and training, setting up uh, different types of tiered programs for your clients and that's your area of expertise, that's what you should be focused on. Now, certainly you can get a certification on nutrition and that certification is certainly not going to cover the gamut of everything related to nutrition, but it will give you the opportunity to talk with your clients about how they need to be conscious of macronutrients okay, or micronutrients or eating a colorful uh, diet or staying away from 
you know, refined sugars, those things you can talk about. But getting into details, especially if someone has diabetes or they have some other kind of ailment or allergies, you can put yourself in a world of hurt, not only as a coach and trainer, but also as a business if you're employing that coach or trainer or staff member. Okay. The other thing, if you are an employer and you're employing 1099 contractors, make sure you get a writer policy on your business general liability agreement or professional liability agreement. And as a trainer, if you're practicing outside the scope of your training protocol, okay, you go in, you train, and you typically train out of a facility, and you're going to be training sometimes maybe at the client's house, or you're going to be training sometimes maybe at a different gym location, then you need to have a rider policy on top of the insurance that you have. And one, probably the best rule of thumb, if you're a business and you're employing or you're, you're, you have some 1099 contractors or you do both, okay? Maybe you do both of those things. You have some employees and you have some that are 1099 contractors. I usually say just stick with one so you have consistency and there's no uh, you know, ambiguity about how you're running your business or customers aren't confused about who does what. But regardless, I'm starting to go down a different path. My point is, when you're employing or you have contractors in your business, okay, just pick an insurance provider that you know is going to work with you on a regular basis and they have the right policies in place that covers everything that could potentially happen or as much as you possibly can so that way you as a business are covered. Then if you do get sued, guess who takes care of it? The insurance company. Okay, they will hire an attorney on your behalf and you don't really have to get into it. So do yourself a favor, check your membership agreements. If you don't have a good membership agreement, guess what? BizOps software, we provide templates for you. They're already there. You know, we're not we're not providing legal advice, but we're providing you the templates so that way you can at least get what you need to cover yourself uh, relatively well. I would always recommend consult with your attorney, especially in your state, in your city, in your municipality, because sometimes those laws and regulations can change depending on where you're at. And, you know, just do a little bit of research. Okay. Don't just take my word on it on this podcast. Go out there, do some research. Attorneys are free, at least for the consultation. Okay. Because they want your business and then they're going to charge you a lot of money, but at least speak with an attorney, speak with someone you trust and don't go for the C-rate attorneys. I've been in that position too. I've hired C-rate attorneys and it ended up costing me a lot more money in the long run. So find a good attorney, find one that knows about your business, get out there, talk to them, find a good insurance provider and make sure you get covered. Thanks for listening today. That's all I have. I know it was a quick one, but I really wanted to get that out there because I've been talking with some gym owners and it concerns me when I talk with them and they're just so geeked up about getting their location open and they're not focused on protecting their assets. Thanks again. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Hey, real quick. If you missed something, check the show notes below for a quick recap on those points. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, please share the word with other fellow gym owners too. And take a moment to visit Apple Podcasts and just leave us a quick review. I'd really appreciate that. Your review can help us reach out to more listeners just like you. And if you're a visual person, you can also find our full episodes in our YouTube channel at Sweat Success Podcast. As I always say, sweat is a price we pay for success. 
Thank you for listening. And remember, go out there, embrace hard work, educate yourself, push yourself beyond your limits. I know you got it. Have faith and watch success follow suit. Thanks.